Welcome to the Billy Jenkins Listening Club. Short webcasts, or what I like to call, in keeping with my photographic interests, snapcasts, offering a unique oral insight into Billy Jenkins, the man and his music. This episode is entitled Big Fights. it's the fight of the centuries, and even more so as the working musician diminishes through the ever-enclosing mesh of mass communication. You're listening to an exclusive Listening Club Snapcast recording, for the big fights were only ever released as part of the cassette collection in the early 1990s. It's round six of the Billy Jenkins Big Fight versus South African percussionist Tebby Lepere. And this recording is actually from my microphone, capturing the music on cassette through Billy's stereo system. If you're listening to this snapcast on headphones, it'll actually help you to visualise the spatial moment as two musicians instantly scrape sound out of silence. The big fights weren't about fighters attempting to physically maim an opponent. It was actually about gently introducing the listener to the wonder of instant cooperative creativity. Or, to put it another way, two musicians intimately entwining and orally indulging in the mutual love of being alive. Of all the many different churches of contemporary music, Perhaps the most intimidating genre, yet arguably the most fundamentally important, is that of free improvisation. Alongside his semi-scored, semi-improvised compositions, towards the end of the 1980s, Billy began a fruitful collaboration with the free improvising drummer Steve Noble. Together with Italian double bass virtuoso Roberto Bellatalla, they performed and toured as the Shakedown Club. Now, like many sane people, Billy had an issue with free music. You never knew when the players were going to stop. He also felt that sometimes, with both free music and jazz in general, audiences applauded a soloist not because it was an inspiring solo, but because they had finished. So the Shakedown Club usually informed their audiences how long each set would actually last. Thus, the listener could give the necessary focus, save in the knowledge that they knew when a pint and a comfort break was scheduled. This preference for perimeters wasn't approved by some improvisers. But Jenkins retorted that he didn't approve of some free improvisers who couldn't actually play proper music. He always maintained that you've got to be able to play straight to really play wonky. He further insisted that placing the improvisation in a time frame would offer an easy access into the free world for the fearful. Which, one hoped, would help to create more performance opportunities. And then, from 30-minute sets with the Shakedown Club, 
Billy cut the improvising time down to pop-sized two- or three-minute chunks. It was time to talk to Billy's producer, Tony Messenger. Now, one project you were involved with was the, the legendary Big Fights that came out on cassette. Tell me your recollections of the recordings. The Big Fights, um, we, we recorded them at Woodwolf, and it was Billy's idea to have it as a boxing match. Um, and I remember it was um, uh, Steve Noble, Steve Arguilles, and Tevi Lipierre. Um, and I remember turning up for the first one. Billy said, what I'm going to do is I'm going to have a boxing match with another musician. So I need you to record it time. So I said, well, do you want me to do it simply? And he said, well, we're going to be moving about the ring, you know. Uh, I said, right, OK, then. So what I did was I, I had a DAT machine and I mic'd it up around, basically around uh, the ring, which had been constructed by Billy's friend, Frank. And so when you turned up, that you turned up the re uh, rehearsal studio down at Woodwolf, which overlooked the river, um, fantastic light coming in there. And they had constructed a ring, a boxing ring, and Frank was the referee. <laughs> <laughs> so I turned up, set up, and said to Billy, um, how does this work, Bill? Could you just tell me about this one? He said, well, it's going to be a boxing match, and I'm going to come out fighting, and they're going to come out fighting. I said, well, when do I start recording? He said, well, when the bell goes. So I said, well, just give me, give me the up before you ring the bell so I can get the bell in there. And uh, basically, Frank was the referee, and that's it. I sat there and uh, it was round one. Ding, ding. Billy versus Steve Noble, with Billy listed on the original cassette cover as playing several guitars simultaneously, electric bass and piano, and Steve Noble playing five-stroke rolls, uppercuts, southpaw harmonica and cack woodwarf drum kit. The initial big fights that Tony recorded consisted of 12 three-minute rounds. We were recording, and they'd come out, and they, you know, they sometimes they'd come out very slowly and they'd move around each other, playing their instruments, and then all of a sudden they'd be into a full-on fight. Never any contact, but you know, Billy like bashing away at his guitar and a percussionist kind of in the corner with a cowbell, uh, and it was just so mad because there was there was an audience there, <laughs> like there is for a boxing match, and. It was just like, where did this come from? And I think someone actually took the idea and, and toured a friend who had rehearsed down at um, Billy's studio, took the idea and, and used it in Australia for some jazz things, and it went down really well. Um, but it, it, that's what that's what it was. It was some of the music was it was totally over the top, you know. And then it, and like like by round three, they were kind of running out of a bit of a steam, and it would kind of go back to chill out, you know. And they'd just be walking around, just playing various little bits, and then all of a sudden it'd kick off again. And I, I don't actually know if anyone ever won. It might have been every every match might have been a draw, but it was it was just phenomenal just to be there to record it you know and it was all done on d uh just straight onto dat with a couple of mics but it sounded they still sound great i don't know if they've been released on cd but 
uh, it's like massive dynamic range because you know people would come out and they'd just be like playing a skin on a drum and then Billy would like turn his amp up and it would go from like nothing to like you know out, out of the stratosphere so it was really uh, it was just a great idea Billy was one for having great ideas This great idea as Tony kindly puts it lasted from 1990 to 2006 with live performances not just in England but in Germany, Austria Belgium, Wales and Ireland as improvising musicians from different nations or regions collaborated with instant karma, cacophony and creativity. With ever-increasing tick-box bureaucracy and education systems clamping down on individual creativity, the big fights remain even more so, a testament to the importance of upholding collective spontaneity for the benefit of all. Thank you to Tony Messenger for his ringside memories and his time. Big fights have not yet made it into the digital domain. You're hearing a Billy Jenkins Listening Club Snapcast exclusive. But much of his recorded work can be heard on several popular streaming platforms or can be downloaded from your favourite online store. By paying for the tracks, you will be helping Billy to continue his life's work. There's a page devoted to the big fights on the Billy Jenkins webzine, which can be reached via billyjenkins.com. I'm going to towel myself down, take out my gum shield, and I'll leave you, the listener, with a bit more of an improvising duet. Round 10 from Billy's Big Fight with Steve Arguelles, performing on drums, bells, tray, castanets, tambourine and flute. Thank you for listening.